peace, peace. You know what it is. Shamir S-K-Y-Z-O-O Skazoo, live out the borough. And this is the NBA Exchange with my man Dexter Henry. You know how you doing it, man. Log on, tap in. Let's get into it. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the NBA Exchange. It's your guy, Dexter Henry, here. We got a good show today. I'm still in a good mood as I've been recently for the past uh, week or so. I was down in Philly last night. where I got to see my Mets have a fantastic comeback win against the Phillies. It was really good. Got to see some of my friends from Pitt and uh, got to see a good Mets win. Speaking of Philly, we're going to talk Philly basketball today. I got my guy, University of Pittsburgh alum, great beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer covering the Sixers, Keith Pompey. Keith, good to see you again. Thank you for joining the show. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Hey, it's funny. You know, I grew up a Mets fan. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, I grew up a Giants fan, too. Don't tell too many people. Well, I guess they know now, right? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So I kind, You know what's funny? So I kind of knew about the Giants thing because I would see on Facebook, I see you trolling the Eagles fans. I've seen you do that. I did not know about the Mets. I didn't know that at all. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, that, that team that had Daryl Stroy, the, the, uh, you know, the white Mookie. I mean, you know, it was one of those things. It was kind of like, you know, as a kid growing up, you identified, you liked teams that had people who you identified with. Mm. And they had a bunch of brothers, man. Kevin Mitchell, he yep. was only there for the one year. But, you know, that was my introduction to baseball. And there were people who looked like me who played. So I became a you know, a, a diehard Mets fan, so to speak. And I'm still a Mets fan. All right. So, so you enjoyed that win as much as I did last night. Um, and I got into the Mets for the same exact reason. And I'll tell you this, being in Philly, seeing that crowd go quiet and walking out of Citizens Bank Park last night, woo, felt great. Felt really good. Felt good. All right. But let's talk, let's talk some Sixers basketball. You are at Sixers practice and took enough time uh, to talk with us here. The Sixers, they are in a 2-0 hole against the Miami Heat, I will have to ask it like this, Keith. What has gone wrong? The offense has looked stale at times. Nothing seems to be going right for the Sixers. What's going on with Philly right now? No Joel Embiid. I mean, no Joel Embiid. But, you know, and on top of that, you know, they, they've been unable to um, make shots. Like, they're shooting 14 for 64 from three. And they have a couple pretty good three-point shooters. They just haven't been knocking down the shots. Now, the big thing is, without Joel, um, they're getting killed on a board rebounding. Um, they, they've been out rebounded 91 to 71, right? And there was one possession in the first game where um, uh, Miami got three consecutive offensive rebounds. So, you know, that's the thing that's really killing them, the rebounding, and they're not knocking down their shots at all. I mean, getting good looks, they're just not falling. Now, with all that going on, Keith, the question, I think, for Sixers fans, and we'll get to Joel Embiid's health in a second uh, right now, but can they get back in the series? Do you see them getting back into this series at all, especially with things not going their way, as you talked about offensively, the offensive rebounds, things of that nature? Can they get back into the series? You know, that, that's a great question. I don't think that – I think that they can win a game. I think that they can win one. I don't see them getting swept. Um, possibly if Joel comes back and he said we'll get to that later – uh, maybe they can win two, but I do not see them beating the Miami Heat. When you look at it, everything has to go perfect just for the Sixers to be in these games. And the Heat, 
They're just too deep. In the second half of both games, they've just been like uh, running away with things. I do not see the 76ers winning this. Now, again, they can still a game. They can still two, but I do not see them winning this series. All right. There you hear from Keith. I don't see them winning this series. Okay. Uh, we look at Joel Embiid, right? And Joel Embiid's health right now. Tough injuries this man has had throughout his career. And now he's got this orbital fracture. Some word just came out. You're at practice. You heard this saying that he's cleared concussion protocol, but still out for game three. What's the latest you're hearing? Is there any chance at all? I know the Sixers are holding out hope. Any chance at all that he plays in game three? There is a chance. I mean, it's one of those things where they said um, when, it, you know, with Joel, it, it's uh, he, he participated in practice, shoot around a day. He cleared protocol. He's out, but that could change. So I think a lot of it has to do with how he feels later on in the day. And ultimately, I think the decision is going to be up to him. You know, if, if does he really want to play? And the reason why I'm saying that is because, yes, he's going to have most likely and have a, a face mask on. But this is something that's serious with his eye. So does he want to play and, and, and go through all that? But the fact that they're saying it could change lets you know that the 76ers are holding out hope that Joel Embiid will indeed play. Well, it is serious, right, Keith? Because what was it? Uh, a couple of days ago, we got the reports that he couldn't even look at his cell phone uh, without it without it irritating him. Um, do you think the Sixers would also maybe possibly lean on the side of caution and protecting their star player here and saying maybe, like, we got to think about this long term? Yeah, you know, yes, yes, I, I, I do. But but I also think that it's up to, it, it's up to like, if they think, like, here's the thing, like, if, if he doesn't play today and they lose, I think – there's no no chance that he could play, right? I, right? I think it just doesn't make sense. But, yeah, I am with you. Like, you can err on the chance of caution. But I, I kind of tend to think that the fact that they want him to play, maybe they think that everything is going to be fine. Maybe they'll you know, fit it with the mask. The mask is a good match, this and that. Because, let's face it, he is their franchise player. And, like I said, I don't expect them to win this series at all. So, you know, it doesn't – like, if, if – if it's one of those things that it could get worse, it makes no sense to have them play because, you know what I mean, next year you want this team to be able to try to at least contend for a championship. Yeah, you at least would like would like to see that from there. Now we talk about looking at this team right now without Joel Embiid and James Harden. I look at James Harden, and I watched a little bit of him here in Brooklyn. He doesn't look good, Keith. He, he looks like he might be cooked. He can't get past anybody. He's not getting that separation. Is he, from what you see, too, is he cooked? Does James Harden have anything left uh, to, to give this team? You know, it's kind of tough for me to say that. Like, is he cooked right now? Like, is, can he do stuff right now? No. But, and, but when you look at it, you say to yourself, like, you know, last year in Brooklyn, he had the hamstring problems. He had hamstring problems um, this season, you know, in Brooklyn and, and also with the Sixers. So is that a matter of him just getting over the hamstring and, and can he be better? Like, will he, you know, will he change? That's something we really won't find out until next season. But right now, just looking at it, he's not the same player that he was before. He can't get by anyone with ease. Um, His shot, it hasn't been as good as it was. He loses his dribble at times. But, you know, for the Sixers, when Joel was here, he was a great facilitator. Just that right now, without Joel, he has to do more. And he's been struggling. 
So that's one of those things where we'll find out next year if it's like if this is a uh, permanent or not. Well, speaking about next year, right, and finding out whether it's permanent or not, a lot of that talk that's going to come around that is going to be the investment in James Harden. So in your opinion, from what we've seen, and I would assume the Sixers want to move with some trepidation here, should the Sixers extend James Harden? Is that extension still in play for him right now with what we've seen from him and his health concerns? You know, me personally, if I was the general manager, what I would do is, I mean, if he picks up the option, let's say, okay, let's see what you're going to do. Like we'll let you pick up that option and then we'll see from there. Or what you could do is you can try to see if he'll take less money and see if he can do a one for one deal. Now, if I'm James Harden, I'm not trying to do that because, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, you want me to take less and then a one for one, but I'm leaving, I'm losing money, leaving money on the table. So if I'm the Sixers, I would like, you know, if he picks up that option, you let him pick it up. But then at the same time, it's going to have to be a wait and see to see how he plays. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad way to to go about it there at all whatsoever. But not to be all doom and gloom with James Harden. Tyrese Maxey, okay? Young fine by the Sixers in the draft a couple years ago. He's looked good, played well the other night. Him and at least Tobias Harrison, he did play pretty well uh, shooting the ball. What have you thought about his development and what do you think he means for the Sixers going forward in the future? If he's a player, I think, Keith, that can look good, maybe even look like a number two, then that kind of takes some of the burden off of James Harden as well, too, and helps Joel Embiid. How good do you think Maxi can be? Oh, Maxi can be great. I mean, you know, we're talking about he had 34 points in the second round of playoffs against the number one team in the East. I mean, he played against them in the late in the regular season, and he had 28 points. You know, Maxi is a phenomenal player, and he does take a lot of the uh, uh, pressure off of Harden. You know, I, I look at Maxi right now. I mean, you have to argue that outside of he's the second best player on the team. You know, right now with Joel out, he's number he's number one. So, I mean, I think he's a great fit. He's learning how to play with Joel, but also his he has a lot of strengths to where he can get out and go. He's a quality three point shooter. Um, but when you have him and you take the money away from it, and you look at James Harden's ability to see the floor and his passes and all that stuff, you will say to yourself, like, again, you take the money out of it. You'll say, okay, James is better as a facilitator, and we're going to go with Tyrese. Tyrese can do all the things that we felt like James could do for us, and James could sit back and be the third or fourth option on this team. But, again, all that money, you're paying all that money for a guy to be the third and fourth option, which really is a waste of money. Yeah, and, and beside the money too, Keith, do you feel like James Harden will be cool with being that third or fourth option? That's another thing, right? It's the money and it's the ego involved, as we know in sports. He's a guy who's been the number one guy, and now you're dropping him a couple uh, pegs below in the pecking order. Do you think he would be cool with that? It depends, man, like on how long you want to play. I mean, there comes a time when you have to look yourself in the mirror and you realize that, like, you know what? If I can't get past people, if I, my shot isn't falling – but if I could still set people up, then all of a sudden people are going to start saying, wow, look at James Harden with the double doubles. Because you know he's going to score in double doubles, but but um, because you know he's going to get a lot of assists. So it's all about longevity and how long you want to be in this league. And then you can change the narrative and say, hey, I was being Mr. Versatile. You know what I mean? Now, if you, if you just got the ego and you want to be that guy, nah, it's not going to work out. 
But if you want to win a championship and, and you you can still have your imprint on the team, then you do it. That's the one thing I'll say about him. When he came here, he has been a leader, getting guys in the right spots, um, telling them what to do, demanding stuff from them. So those things are things that you can do, you know, without scoring points. So it's up to him now. You know what I mean? Like, because everyone knows that you know, people watching these games, they see that the shot isn't falling. They see all those other things. So it's basically up to him to decide like what he wants to do. And if he wants to win a championship, that's going to be his best bet. And he has said that that is what he wants to do. So we will see. You're right. We will see that. Now, the Sixers role players in this series, they've kind of been MIA, Keith. I mean, outside the last game, outside of Maxi, Tobias Harris shot the ball well. Uh, I think those guys were 13 for 17 from the field combined together. Um, you didn't see James Harden shoot the ball at all really down the stretch in both of these games, games one and two. What's up with the role players? How big are they going to – you need to see a performance from them in game three if they are to win. Yeah, like two role players in, 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 in particular. We're talking about um, Danny Green. He's shooting two for 14 from three. He has to bring it up. You know, uh, what is it, uh, George Niang. He was 0 for 7 for 3 in the first game. He fouls out in the second game. He hits like one. I think he goes 1 for 3 in the second game on the 3. These two guys have to play well because in order for them to win. And George is like he has to stay out of foul trouble. Um, but they particularly both of them have to knock down shots. The good thing for the Sixers is role players tend to play better at home. So maybe the crowd will give those two a lift. But those two guys are the guys that I'm pinpointing who are going to have to have big games in order for the 76ers to win tonight. Now, Keith, you said you don't think the Sixers will win this series. And I wanted to try to do a little bit of evaluating of the team to this point. Because the last time we talked, we had all the Ben Simmons drama around the team. Um, That trade looks interesting because I don't know who's the winner or loser of that trade. Maybe everybody lost. I don't know. But how do you evaluate this 76ers season? if they don't win in this round with everything that's gone on, the James Harden, Benson and swap, all that, how do you evaluate this season? Is it a disappointment or is it kind of fine for what we saw from Joel B just leading them to this point because of everything that happened? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, it, it's typically at this point in time, I'm always talking about, wow, look at the history. These guys have yet to, you know, get past the second round. But when you look at everything that has has transpired and you look at the roster makeup and all this other stuff, you, you going in, you kind of figured that Joel Embiid would have to play at a Hall of Fame rate in order for them to uh, get out of the second round. Right. And then once Joel Embiid went down, it kind of changed the narrative a little bit. I mean, you look at James Harden, you could say that he doesn't have it. So ultimately, yes, it's going to be a disappointing season. But at the same time. Did you realistically, once Joel went down, thought that they could get past Miami Heat? So it, realistically, you have to say, like, you know what? You know what? They did have an excuse. And this whole season was crazy. Like, it took them. They got rid of two quality players who would help them. And I call them son-in-law, Seth Curry, and 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 um, and uh, Drummond, Andre Drummond. These are two guys who can help them. Think about it right now. I know Andre didn't play well in the playoffs for uh, Brooklyn, but his rebounding would have helped the Sixers out tremendously. So when you look at all the things that they lost, you know, they kind of put themselves um, back a little bit in regards to the depth standpoint. So, you know, yes, it's going to be disappointing, but it's kind of like you kind of knew that they were going to lose. As somebody told me today, 
it's like death with a million paper cuts. Like, you know, they're going to lose. You're just waiting for it to happen. Damn. That, that's that's really uh, depressing and ominous uh, for, for the Sixers fans here. Yeah, but you brought up the word depth there too, Keith. Um, so when you look at the lack of depth that this team has had, you talked about losing Seth Curry, losing Andre Drummond. I do agree with you, two players that would have helped them. Um, how do you now start building around and bead with this team for the future, right? We talked about Maxi as a piece. If Harden, depending on what happens with his contract, maybe they try to move Tobias Harris's contract. How do you think that does Maury have the flexibility to to build around and be properly so this team can get past the second round? It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really tough because, you know, we're talking about, you you said, moving Tobias Harris. We also know about the money that um, James Harden is about to get. So it's going to be extremely tough, man. Um, You know, they got a lot of guys on here who, uh, or in the final year, they deal a lot of their bench players. So, yes, they can bring in other players. But then at the same time, right now, free agency, a lot of times, yes, guys say they want to win, but it's also about the highest bidder. Guys want to get paid, man. So if, if the Sixers can't afford to pay them, then they, you have to use these mid-levels or you got to give them a minimum deal. You know, so that's the tough part right now. But, yeah, you know, you got to hope and pray that maybe – you know, but Tobias Harris, do you really want to trade him now in the way that he's been balling, right? But you, that's an option. You can trade him if you're bringing some other people and you can, um, you know, try to get James to sign for less or James could walk. But, you know, but I doubt if he walks, right? So so the thing is, it's, it's kind of like it's tough, man, just because of the money aspect. You know, you, you're trying to get a guy who's worth $20 million, but you're trying to get him for five. You know, that that's the tough part right there. Right. Yeah, that's good. It's good. It's gonna be very interesting to see what the Sixers could do, uh, what kind of flexibility they have. Okay, game three is tonight. I know you do not have the Sixers winning this series, Keith, but what is your prediction for game three? Do the Sixers hang tough? Do they steal one from Miami here? What do you see happening tonight? I think they steal one. if if Joel plays, but I do think they steal one. I, I think that if there's a chance to steal one, it's going to be tonight. At first, the two games I thought that they could steal was game one and possibly game three. So right now, they didn't get game one, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking that they could steal one tonight. All right, we will see if they can steal one tonight. We will also see if Joel B plays. Uh, stay tuned to Keith Pompey. He'll have you all covered on that with the Sixers. Keith, good seeing you, man. Um, let's go Mets. I will say that. Uh, also, keep trolling those Eagles fans with the with the Giants. I love that you're a Giants fan in the Eagles land. So keep doing that. Good seeing you, my brother. Uh, hail to Pitt, all that, and uh, be well. Thank you. All right, hail to Pitt, my man. Peace. Yes, sir. All right, that is Keith Pompey again, Sixers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I will give you my NBA picks for tonight. Two games on the slate. I'll let you know what's going down with that. When we come back on the NBA Exchange. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the NBA Exchange. All you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code NBAEX. Prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep. 
That's right, they'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the PrizePix app today. Welcome back to the NBA Exchange. Once again, thanks to our guest, Keith Pompey, for rocking with us here on the Exchange. Good talking about the Sixers with him, as always. Uh, some betting to do tonight. I feel really torn between a lot of these games tonight. I was talking with a friend about this and how I was evaluating these games, how I would pick. I'm inclined to think a little bit like Keith on the Sixers there, that this is a game they could bounce back. But we'll get to that first. So the Miami Heat, Philadelphia 76ers, that is the first game tonight of two. We had no NBA games yesterday. That was weird. Uh, it's kind of weird without the NBA. Always like think about when it will be gone and how much you'll miss it. But the Heat, they will be in Philly tonight against the Sixers. They are three-point favorites. Shows you a lot of these odd makers still think the Heat are the better team. I think a lot of that uncertainty is because of not knowing what's going on with Joel Embiid. While I was on with Keith, I saw Sham Sharania also just tweeted out that there's optimism from the Sixers that Embiid will play tonight. So with that being said, line at three, I would strongly encourage everybody to hold off like I did. I said, I don't know about this right now. Don't know about this with this line. Might want to wait and see because we just don't have all the information. Embiid playing could shift this line a couple points, could make it a pick game. Maybe you could get some better odds depending on how you feel this is going to go. I think that does change things, you know, but you still always, when somebody's coming back with the orbital fracture that Embiid has, playing with the mass, how he's going to play, how affected, affected is he? We know it looked good that he completed a shoot-around today, walked through, did some of that. Um, there's optimism he could play. That's really nice, but then it's all about how do you get in the game, what happens when there's contact. All those things are a concern. So for me, this is kind of a game-time decision on betting. Now, I'm... I do think Embiid coming back, if he can look good, gives them a boost. This actually is another game where I might just be like, watch the first couple of minutes and then maybe try to get in on a live bet to see how you feel. I think two things here. I think one, Embiid coming back gives the Sixers an emotional boost for sure. The crowd is going to be pumped up about it down there in Philly. The team is going to be pumped up about it as well. I think that for sure. But, you know, it really matters what he can play and how he can how he can be on the court, Okay. Also, we can't forget that Embiid is also playing with the thumb ligament injury as well, too. Now, he looked fine throughout it against the Toronto Raptors. This thing with the orbital fracture is a whole nother concern. But if it's me, I might wait a little bit, see how Embiid is playing, what he can do. If Embiid can look like Embiid, he's going to be a problem for the Heat, okay? And I think this could be a very close game. And I think it's one the Sixers can win. I'm inclined to agree with Keith on that one. I think it's definitely one that they can win. If he's not and no other players step up, it's going to be really tough. Um, so if Embiid's playing, I'm inclined to lead towards maybe the Sixers. Maybe you also feel like it's likely Embiid will play. I'm just trying to give people some ways on how you might want to play this. Maybe you take the Sixers and the points here, plus three, if you do think that. Maybe you can get some good value on here on them early. Get them as well as an, under, as, as an underdog. You might want to take them as well with the money line. Those are some things to think about because if he does play – the value for the money line and those odds are definitely going to go down. I'm very torn in this game. I've thought about it all night. If Embiid does not play, I'm, I think Miami wins this. Um, I think they find a way. I do think some of the Sixers role players will shoot better, 
But I think at the end of the day, when it comes down to offensive execution and getting key stops, I trust Miami a little bit more. If Embiid plays, I'm inclined to look at that Sixers money line and take them there. So it's it's a very tough decision for me. I say choose wisely, use your information, look at what value you might want to try to get early or not get early. But Embiid, him playing or not, really swings this. Sounds like we should probably know by around maybe 5 o'clock, 5.30 or so, at the latest, what's going to go on with Joel Embiid. Um, or it might even be closer as a game-time decision. So we will see Sixers heat. That is sure to be a good one. Okay, second game of the night. And I'm a little bit surprised at the line here with the Suns and the Mavericks. Last night I checked, this was a pick'em, pick'em game for the Suns and the Mavericks. This morning I wake up, I mean, it's still essentially a pick'em game, okay? The Suns, they're favored by one point in this contest, right? And that's pretty much across the board at all the betting houses here. Now, the Mavericks, who struggled, um, you know, to get offense um, in the last game. And thanks to my producer, Greg, he just let me know about something. We got breaking news here, guys, as we're doing this. There is optimism. This is from uh, Sham Sharania um, that Joe Embiid will return to in game three. As I mentioned before, that tweet before, uh, he has been fitted for a mask and will need to feel comfortable before getting the green light, one of the NBA's uh, great players through the postseason, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So he will have to get comfortable and fitted. He has been fitted, but he'll need to feel comfortable. So still a lot in the balance on that la- on that last game we talked about. We will see um, what they will do. Um, so he's going to return. There's optimism that he will return tonight. Not confirmed yet. Optimism that he will return tonight. Got to get fitted for the mask. Has to feel comfortable with it. Excuse me, he's gotten fitted for the mask. Has to feel comfortable with it. So still optimism that he will return. Um, we will see. That sounds to me like the Sixers know that this is their chance. They are going to try their hardest to see if he can play here. And we'll see. Like I said, we'll know in a couple of hours. I expect more information to be coming out on that soon. All right, back to the Suns and the Mavericks. Suns, like I said, one-point favorites here. Look, when we look at this series, and we talked about this the other day with Gerard on the show, the Mavericks have been a one-man show. Luka Doncic has been doing his thing, but if you watch the game two, man, Chris Paul put on a masterclass there, okay? They were hunting Luka Doncic, and I have no reason to think they won't continue doing that. They're hunting him. He's got to play defense. I hope this lights a fire under Luka to be a better defender because 36 or well, 37 years old today, happy birthday to CP3, the point guard, 37 years old today, he was cooking him and going right at him time and time again. Luka's got to get better defensively. The other thing that's got to happen better for the Mavericks is their role players have to step up. They haven't. They've been nothing. It's been Luka and the dudes, and the dudes haven't been hitting nothing. Brunson has not been good through the first two games. Spencer Dinwiddie, not really good through the first two games at all. Like he said about the Sixers, you expect the role players to play a little better at home. I think they do. But here's the problem. I'm not sure with the Mavericks is going to be good enough for them. I want it to be. I want this to be serious. I don't want any series to have somebody go up 3-0. But the, the Suns, they look so good at executing down the stretch. And I trust Chris Paul to find their matchups, to hunt Luka Doncic on switches, force their defense to work extra hard, and execute. We've seen this from the Suns. They're fantastic at this. You saw it the other night with CP3, and then Devin Booker was hitting everything in sight down the stretch. I trust in a close game, I trust the Suns more than I do the Mavericks because I think the Suns can get the ball out of Luka's hands 
force other guys to make plays. And Luca hasn't shown me that he trusts those other guys to make plays. So with this line being so close, I'm inclined to lean, although I do think the Mavs will be a little bit better. And I do think they'll probably start this game out strong. I'm inclined to go with the Suns here. Look at some player props. Something I've been seeing value on is Jay Crowder on rebounding. Jay Crowder's done a good job, especially because they try to take DeAndre Ayton out of a lot of rebounding down low in high pick and roll situations uh, with Luka Doncic. So Jay Crowder's been good at rebounds. Seen some places where you can get him over five and a half rebounds. I say bang that over and you can get even money on that. I think that's a really good prop. Look at stuff with Luka. I think Luka's still going to score points. You know, it's like, why not throw a couple dollars down on a possible triple-double? He's going to score points. It's the assist that always concerns me. He's getting the points and the rebound. It's the assist because the role players haven't played better. Now, if you do believe they'll play better in this game, then maybe you try to go for a little triple-double play there as well, too. But ultimately, I probably like the favorites tonight. A little bit up in the air on whether uh, Joel Embiid plays, and we'll know more about that. But I like the favorites tonight. I got, I'd got much like to see Dallas get back in the series with a win and Philly, too. I just trust the execution of the teams that are ahead right now a little bit more. So I'm going to go with them. We'll see. Should be fun tonight. Should be also a fun weekend of basketball, too. We'll have game three Celtics Bucks. That'll be on Saturday um, as well. So you have game three of that series and also game three of Grizzlies and Warriors out in the Bay. Saturday is going to be a lot of fun to watch some basketball. Uh, and those game fours this weekend. So you love it at this time, every other day at this time of the year. Really love it in the second round. Thank y'all for watching. Uh, please be sure to use that prize picks code. Prize picks supporting us, NBA EX. It will match your first deposit up to $100. Really good place to play a lot of over-unders. That is fantastic. Shout out to my University of Pittsburgh brother, Keith Pompey, doing his thing with the Philadelphia Inquirer, keeping you all plugged in there. Thank you for joining me. Always good to talk Sixers Hoops with him. We will surely do that again and talk some more about that before the offseason. It's been a great week here at the NBA Exchange. Liverpool, told you, in the Champions League final. Mets with a beautiful 7-1 comeback at Citizens Bank Park last night. Oh, man, it was so good. I was telling my producer, Greg, it was so good walking out there with the Philly fans all salty. It was really good. So it's been a good week. It's been happy. Hopefully y'all have a good weekend. Enjoy the games. Be safe. We will talk to you on Monday where we got a lot more to talk about, about how the series and things went this weekend. We'll talk about that when we come back Monday on the NBA Exchange. Be safe. Until next time, y'all. Peace.